moment that you've all been waiting for. From the land of the rising sun to just north of the border, strong style meets street style right here on this podcast. Because you're listening to the Osaka Saint, the Saitama Superstar, the mad titan of Tokyo, the American Kaiju. Double your pleasure, double your fun, because right now you get two Hogsmen for the price of one. He's the hombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's the world's greatest Rudo. El numero uno. That's right. You're listening to two of the three Hogsmen, Big Duke. Couldn't make it this week. Said he'll be here next week. But it's Tuesday night, November 24th. We're coming at you from my house, Casa de Camden. Devin Sparks. What's going on, man? Well, we're back inside. We're not in the garage. We're not in El Garaje anymore. We're back inside. Uh, feeling better. The nose is still weird from the, the side that they shoved that thing up in. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel nasally on that. Still, it's a week later. You More than a week ser- later. Serious side effects going on? Or serious side lingering, effects. I'm thinking lingering about suing. effects. Yep. 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 Stuck it up my nose. Wasn't okay with that. And then uh, and then here we are. It's still nasally. I'm annoying now. I sound annoying. Before, but, I sounded awesome. And people loved listening to me. And now, all I get is complaints. You sound so annoying, Devin. But you're COVID-free. COVID-free. Yeah, I got the negative. Because I was worried last week when I was looking across the garage from you. And I was like, that guy, if, if there's ever a positive test... <laughs> that's it right there. Right that's what it lo- that's what positive COVID case looks like. But uh, it turns out, uh, you know, fa- uh, f- false positive. It was a false positive. I had resting COVID face. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I had. So you want to hear something like fucked up? I do. I so, that's what this podcast uh, is. Ladies and gentlemen, fucking California, all the counties that are in the purple tier are uh, going back to some kind of, you know, modified lockdown right you know yeah. you can't eat inside of a restaurant gyms are fucking closed again it, that's whatever not, it sounds like a jim ross line it's a modified lockdown yes so um my uh my wife she was with a friend and um the friend had a positive took a covid test came back positive Uh-oh. right so my wife is like freaking out and i'm freaking out a little bit because you know, obviously, I live with my wife. I just took a very close picture with you for the podcast, Mike. You can tell and, me now. Well, here, I'm getting to my story. Right. And um, so we're kind of freaking out for a second, you know, because and it, it, I am not really worried about the uh, getting COVID, right? I, uh, I'm pretty healthy. I take my vitamins. I exercise regularly. I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. I mean, okay? you, you three-star matches all the time. Three guaranteed three-star at least. Guaranteed. Um, and you're just thinking like, oh, fuck, this is going to affect my work, like all that kind of stuff. And she, and she has the same feelings. So the girl, um, you know, she, she was like, she felt like it probably isn't a good feeling knowing that like, Hey, you know, you might've like fucked up some other people's like lives, right. As far yeah. as like work wise and all that kind of stuff. So, um, we were kind of like sketched out for it on, uh, for, for, you know, hearing that. And um, she was like the Joey Ryan of your friend group now. Like you just don't invite her. <laughs> no. So um, all of her, all this girl, all of her friends got tested. All came back negative. Hmm. Her roommate um, went and got a test. Came back negative. This girl went and got another test. 
came back negative. Huh. So she had a false positive. Now I got a question for you. From the nose thing? She got a false positive. Dang. So um, I got a question for you. I'm listening. Because they're always saying, hey, we had X amount of tests, right? And if there is a certain amount of percentage, they say, hey, we're, this is like the fucked up stuff, right? Like this is what leads you to going back to the purple tier. Right. So I got a question. That was a – her first test right. was a positive test. Right. Now that goes and counts towards, hey, we're at this percentage. What is it, like 5 or 7% or something like that? And it turns out it was false. Okay? Now when she goes and takes the, the second test and it comes back negative, it doesn't offset it. Right? Right. So now they just go, oh, we still have a, 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 a positive test here. When it turns out that was untrue. Now I also got a question for you. Whenever people do become uh, get a positive test, right, mm -hmm. they go, hey, well, let's say it's legit. It's a legit positive test, right? Right. And before, like me last week, but with actual. <laughs> yes, exactly. So what they do, it seems like, is they go and they take another test. And if it comes back positive, they know, okay, I, I still can't go back to work. I still right. can't go back into, you know, social uh, environments. Then they go take another test and maybe they're positive again. And then they take another uh, test and then it's negative. Right. So now you have three positive tests. You for, couldn't work for, Hollywood if you had those. But no, no, I don't care about that. <laughs> now you have three positive tests for one person. Right. Now, does that go towards the the number or the percentage that would push us back into the purple tier because I said that, that's a huge flaw that's a huge fucking flaw and it's fucking up people's lives um I would imagine it does and we got NPA over here shaking his head he got so excited when you said this so a Adam why don't you talk it's literally something I've been asking people since this whole thing started and testing became more prevalent but if you ask this question you automatically are put into a certain tier of people that are unliked by everyone. Because you're, you're an anti-masker. You're an anti-masker. I'm not an anti-masker. I wear a mask wherever I go, whatever. But I continue to hear these numbers or we have this many positives and this many positives. Okay, so what if my, what Mike is describing happens? What if I go get a test, I test positive, but I don't feel sick, So, I, but I still quarantine. I take another test a day later, comes back negative. Take another test, it's negative. That positive still goes into the ether as a number of positive tests. It's still even going though into the database. Yeah, but maybe I technically wasn't positive. I did not have COVID. But maybe it hit the tail end of your positive. You never know. Uh, like maybe like if it was like but 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 no. maybe but how, but but you you should know that you are a sports fan. Mike's a sports fan. Right. How many times this year have we seen false snake? This false player snake. tested positive. Then the next day, they tested negative twice. Right. So it's it but. That's a positive test that's now going again into the numbers of positive tests. So at the same time, uh, there, there's it, a very real problem out there with the people that are being so the government is microchipping us by doing all this stuff. And it's just so insane as if your cell phone doesn't tell you where you exactly are right now. Right. My so my wife, uh, she has a master's degree. She has taken part in many um, experiments mm -hmm. uh, for psychology. She's helped out on experiments, run experiments, run the numbers on experiments. There's a degree of uncertainty that they know is a flaw, and they add those into the numbers. I, I hope so, they do. So, um, you know, if they say, ah, uh, there's, you know, there's a there's there's a six percent chance that 
of uncertainty. They will subtract that. They'll do a positive negative 6% and they'll say this is what the number is. Now when you hear stuff like there's 2,000 deaths in one day, that's a different story. That's a number that I go, okay. Plus or minus, you never know. That is a number, that is a high number of people who have died of COVID-related deaths. Right. Because I don't know if they ever will know for sure how many people actually died from COVID itself. But again, I, I hope that you're right. I hope that your wife is right, but at the same time, it's a question I've been asking people for a while, and no one ever seems to have an answer for me. Yeah, no, I don't. And that's have, why I got I, so excited when Mike said it. Just was like somebody's finally in my brain space where I've been since well, that, the beginning. That's something I've kind of thought of for a little while now. I just haven't really expressed it, but yeah, I, I, I this purple tier thing that we're in right now again. Like I said, restaurants—they can't have in-room or in in. Uh, All of LA County shut down indoor and outdoor. They're fucked. So um, yeah. they can't have um, inside dining. Um, the gyms are closed down once again. Obviously, a lot of things. And here's the, here's the, here's the problem that I have with this is that this is what we d- we did back in March, right? We did a, 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 a more serious lockdown, right? Whereas restaurants were completely closed except for like takeout and stuff like that. But we did this back in March, and it didn't do anything because we're still dealing with it now and also here's the thing like these lockdowns aren't they're not going to fix the problem right they're not they're it's not going to fix the problem what was the lockdown designed to do is to make sure that the hospitals don't get overrun right with patients i don't believe that's happening i know people that are in the medical field and they're not being like yeah we're we're fucking not happening in the beginning but not not so much san diego it is happening other places it's not happening in new york el paso is completely beyond capacity and there's they're helicoptering people out to like houston and dallas to make sure that they get taken care of um there's places oh speak up i thought you said speak down (laughs) there's places in the country where it's 100 percent they're at capacity or beyond capacity. Um, and people are stuck in the, they're leaving them in the waiting room. Cause they're like, we can't, well, there's no beds for you. That's it. So, you know, places like us, thankfully right now at the moment in San Diego, it's not as big of a deal as in other places. But also another thing is in the beginning, hospitals were overflowing a lot because back in March we didn't know as much. So anytime anyone got a little sick, they'd mm-hmm. run to the hospital. The hypochondriacs of the world would run to the hospital to the point where they had to like make announcements like on the radio like hey only go to the hospital if you're feeling this way like i know people in new york who were telling me like i I have friends that are going to the hospital when they cough like twice in an hour because they think they have it but this is back in march when no one really knew what this was or but we have more information on this now we have more and which is why some like why wrestling is able to safely they're able to open back up and somewhat do stuff. Uh, actually, <clears throat> scratch that. All the shows are getting canceled. Yeah, that seems like a... Uh, <laughs> for out here, yeah. But that, that seems like a, like a fallout or like a Bioshock thing where like there's like that announcement that comes over the on the yeah. radio. Like, if you have symptoms, double check. And- but you're seeing again the panic setting in with the toilet paper thing. And you can't get a test right now. Unless you're like wait, willing to wait four hours in a line. Yeah. So when I had to get my test last week, that was a that was I went the first day. It would it would have easily been 
a two hour plus line wrapped around the building and down the I street. I had no problems in the last couple of months making appointments. Like I did one before the last show and all this. And I had no problem making appointments, but now it's like, I can't even make an appointment for three days out because everyone is going to test now because yeah. everyone's we're in the flu season. So every time someone gets, you know, a little bit sick, like everyone's running to the get tested. Well, if anybody looks like Devin Sparks last week, exactly, yeah. <laughs> we are going to be beyond fucked. Uh, come next Monday because everyone is going around to their family for Thanksgiving. So anyone who I don't, cough- think, that th- I don't think that that's true. I've N- seen so many people who so are basically not. Anyone who coughs after Thanksgiving will be going. Oh, yeah, you're going to get those people. But yeah, I've seen a lot of people be very much, I'm not going to see family well, this year. Blah, blah, I understand blah. that. That's in California. No, um, I've seen it everywhere. There's a ton of a fuck ton of people across the country that are doing it. Like, uh, so what they said was uh, in Wuhan, you know, when this first started, five thousand people or five million people traveled uh, for the Chinese New Year, right? And that's what they think was the super spreader event. Five people, five million people traveled for the Chinese New Year, and they're like, for this 2020 Thanksgiving, they expect 50 million people in the United States to leave their home and travel, uh, you know, to another town at the very least to go to a Thanksgiving event, 50 million. So what you, we saw what 5 million did. So what is 50 million going to do? Who the fuck knows? Maybe nothing. I don't know. Maybe people are smart. I don't know. I, I, I do, you know, I, I guess I, I don't know if I agree too much with this lockdown as far as like, you know, with the, the, the restaurants and the gyms. Um, you know, I, I, a lot of small businesses will not make it out of this one. Unfortunately, uh, you go, Oh, why? Well, if you have a restaurant, it's not really fun to sit outside in the cold and the rain uh, around this, this what if, time of the year. What if the servers came up behind people and rubbed their arms really fast while they ate? I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> I saw a list today of at least 100 businesses that have gone out of business in these last couple of months. And, I, and I, this, like, is, this is sad because if you think about it, imagine this, okay? Let's say when all this COVID is, you know, a vaccine gets made or whatever's going to happen, this is we're, we're done with it. Imagine people going, hey, Yay, COVID's over. We're done with it. Sorry you lost your business and you got to re- you got to start back over. But uh hey, COVID's over. We're done with it. You know, and it's kind of just like I feel really bad for these these business owners that you, to start a business, you have to put so much effort into it, especially if a, a restaurant or any kind of bar or anything like that. You you understand you're living at those places, you put everything you have into well, that stuff. Financially, and, financially and, and mentally, and, yeah. and, and 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 physically, and all that kind of stuff. And when a government is saying, "Hey, you cannot serve anymore," even though you've been following all the rules, we've been chucking at you, we've been throwing all these hoops up in front of you, you've been jumping through them, and then we lit those motherfuckers on fire and said, "Go ahead and jump through a few more." They 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 all have tried to be compliant. And then they go up. Oh, sorry, guys. It's it, you know we're, we're gonna have to shut down again. It's like that's it's really I think de- demoralizing for a lot of those uh, those businesses. And uh, you know even me personally, man, I've been affected, and I can already tell you I'm losing probably like five hundred a week just from when you know you know the beginning of the month, and also with this, this these new uh, these new rules in place. And I'm sure people out there are going, oh, well, you know, hey, it's just $500. That's cool, guys. Give me $500 a week of your money and tell me, you know, it's, it's not affecting your life. The, the one response that I hear from people all the time that really just it, it bothers me, but I also get it is when people are like you're trying to like explain like all these businesses are like, 
they try to they then they try to throw back at you oh so all these lives are not where i'm like well no but these lives are going to be affected too because these people are going to go some of these people are going to be homeless after this is all over yeah. because it's not like the economy is going to start booming once this vaccine comes out which by the way the vaccine it's not a cure and also it's not going away and also there's a ton of people that aren't going to take the vaccine i for one will not take the vaccine and i'm not an anti-vaxxer it's it's you don't know the side effects i don't know so i'll wait i will i'll wait a year i'm not going to stick that shit in my daughter i'll wait a year we'll still you know be you know respectful of the rules and we'll we'll shelter not shelter in place but you know kind of stay away from public events and shit for a year figure out what happens with all these uh, you know, vaccines, make sure it, it's all good to go. This is like, imagine polio. This is, you know, the new polio. This is the new polio vaccine that's coming out. You don't know what the fuck's going to happen. This whole situation is a lot more nuanced than what anyone would lead you to believe. All this. Everyone right. leads you to believe it's black and white. You're either on this side or that side. That's not true. You can, you can believe something, right. but There's also be like, I'm going to be cautious. And I'm going to be safe. I'm as cautious and as safe as possible. But I'm also not going to hide in my house if I have an opportunity to see my family for Thanksgiving. Like, <clears throat> call me, you know, a murder or whatever you're going to call me. Some of these people online, that's what you, you, you're killing your grandparents by going to Thanksgiving. Like, two things. Two things. I, I, I am fully on board with masking up. Yeah. Get. I think if you all, you know, you're in a room with people. We're not wearing a mask right now. <laughs> but if you're in a room with people, you're going out to dinner and shit, you mask up, right? You're six feet away, seven feet away, eight feet away, whatever the case is. I think you should should be relatively okay. Yeah. Especially if you're eating outdoors. You're eating outdoors, you're 10 feet away, your table isn't masked up, that's fine. You're not going to catch it from the table next to you. I firmly believe that for the most part. 80%, 90% of the time, I don't think that shit's going to bother you. And to come off what you just said about the we're not masking <clears throat> together, I trust you and I trust Mike. So I don't, and also it's not like we're hugging each other. I mean, I you know tried I mean? to hug Mike for the picture. Yeah, but it's, but that's what I'm saying. I like, told him to get the fuck away from I don't him. go around people it. I don't trust. Like in this situation, and if I do, I'm wearing a mask. Right. But I don't feel that way around when I'm with you guys. Yes. Can I put this? Uh, I'll take the fucking vaccine. I'm sorry. I'm not like a bitch. <laughs> I'll take the shit because uh, guess what? Who's going to get it first? The first responders. Who's going to get it second? The uh, people that are uh, very uh, uh, in the danger zone, right, of, of getting this shit and dying. So by the time it gets to me, I'll be like, okay, let's see. These first responders, they look like they're fine. These old people. and these, That's going to be a year. By the time it gets to you, it's going to be a year. That's right? what, yeah. So by that point, yeah, I and would probably be the same. I'll take the you. first round that comes to me. And you know what? This way you'll never make it in wrestling. This is why you say I'll take anything. <laughs> what are you going to hit me with? Canadian destroyer on a table? I mean, I I'll did, take it on top of tax. I Give me did it. drive three hours to do a battle royale, so I will take anything. That's true. He will take anything. I will. Take let's it. let's two get, minutes, solid two minutes. In let's get beyond this. Sorry about that. Actually, I know we do have. Is it? Uh, fuck. Who was it? Was it Gabe? Uh, one of our listeners that listens. That's like one of our best listeners that contributes all the time and shit. I think they're a nurse or they're in. It's Gabe. Is yeah. it Gabe? Yeah, I saw he posted saw something today. What's wrong with him? No, he's a a, he's, a, a nurse or medic or doctor. Oh, okay. or one of the yeah. one of those things. Because I saw him he post some picture. He's in scrubs yeah. and he had the mask on. What up, Gabe? Thanks. He basically said that all the people ruined his like yeah. weekend off or something last weekend. Yeah, which you know. Well, hopefully, uh, hearing another shout out on the podcast makes you feel better. To be clear, I'm not an anti-COVID person. I'm not at all. I don't want to. Oh, you're for COVID. No, no. I'm just, I just COVID. want people. I don't want people Cancel to think Adam. that everything I'm saying COVID. is 
the you know everything I'm saying is the what people say and they get all upset well, about it. But I'm not like one of those. Let's people. Let's get beyond this conversation. But that, yeah. that's also another thing. Like it's been like I'm a minutes. diabetic, so I am concerned about my own health. I follow and and Mike gets hurt in the ring all the time. So I follow know, the also, rules. I I wear a mask if I go s- indoors somewhere. I don't I don't bitch about it. I don't complain about it. But you know you do. It's it's not it's it's okay to have a thought, yes. a thought process, and go wait a minute. I'm seeing these numbers and now I see a flaw here. I wonder if this is affecting the numbers. And also we've, we've seen this situation before and nothing really came of it. And now we're back in it. Is this actually going to do something better or is this just going to ruin a bunch of people's lives again? So you have to start thinking about this kind of stuff because if you don't, then that's when the government just goes, fuck, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Well, they're already doing that because we've been sitting in since July where they've not been able to come to any agreement on any kind of relief for people. If you told me tomorrow and you told a lot of people tomorrow that there's this financial relief coming, like the stimulus or even the unemployment thing again, if that came back, I feel like you could convince more people to stay home the way they want people. But when you're telling them that they're not going to get anything, and the only way for them to make money is to go back to work. That's the only way they're going to be able to continue living in their house that they live in, that they pay a mortgage on or they pay rent on their apartment. They're going to do that. Like you can't stop them. And if you are, then you're just telling people that they can't live anymore. I, I think when it comes to that, when it comes to telling people to stay home and shit, I, I really truly think that the next step will be hopefully fucking hopefully Biden says something when he comes out is like let's get back to normal everyone just wear the mask like we're gonna everything's open just wear the fucking mask that's all you have to do wear the mask because i i really do think you're wearing a mask. i mean it's you see it you're it's not gonna filter shit that's coming in but it's gonna it's gonna leave a small bubble around you of shit that's going out if you're not wearing a mask and you're breathing out you cough it's gonna go six feet right if you cough with a mask on it's gonna go six inches let's just it i I think if you limit it to that i agree with you but they're he doesn't control every state. Texas and Florida are still going to do whatever they want to do, That's no matter true. what he tells them. That's true. But you're right. We should move on from this topic. We should move on from this topic. Anyway, moving forward. Uh, been 20 minutes on it. God, I, know, I know. I was so eager to move on after three minutes because it makes me sad, but it was a good point. Um, moving on. Mike, I told you I was going to take the next spot here. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do. All right. Okay, you have your own company. For everyone else who doesn't have their own company in wrestling, right? There's you've got your wrestling job and what what the wrestlers call your shoot job. Yes. Right. What is your shoot? Oh, what's your shoot job? What do you do? What do you do? None of your fucking business. None of your fucking business. Leave me alone, right? I'm a wrestler. One of the biggest problems in the world that I've had is separating my wrestling life from my career, my mm-hmm. outside of wrestling career. Uh, the last job that I had, the first day of my job, I had a, a training day. With several other people in the uh, in the ring, <laughs> in the room, and uh, they're going through the list. Blah blah blah. We're talking about this and that, and then also uh, we're gonna watch a quick training video here. Boom! They press play. It's me fucking wrestling. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a funny little rib of your brand new job. And my brand new job. They found exactly. fa- they found they found me wrestling. Okay. <laughs> you know when they searched a yeah, candidate, yeah, yeah. they found me wrestling. They're like, oh shit, let's play. This is funny. This is a nice little rib. Like, aha, turn it off, motherfucker. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. like ah, it was silly. These are all the people you're going to be working with. Isn't this silly, right? It's kind of like a dick move. It was a dick move. And I think I mentioned this before, but, like, anytime we'd have big clients come into town or whatever, they'd be like, oh, hey, we got a suite at the uh, at Petco Park. 
we want you there. And I'm like, okay, cool. Why am I there for this? Oh, it's a big client. You kind of have touched, you know, other projects that they've worked on before. Okay, cool. And then I get there and it's, hey, Devin's a wrestler. Dance you know? monkey. Dance. dance monkey dance. Ching, ching, ching. So the problem with that is this. <clears throat> I mentioned this a few weeks ago. I had an interview out in Houston that didn't work out. But my wife and I, uh, we've been considering a move to Austin uh, for quite a while. And I've, I've been applying there recently even, just, you know, see what happens. And uh, it's a shame because you can't, on a resume, combine what you've done with wrestling, for the most part, with what you've done in your career. Like, I couldn't say, oh, hey, from, uh, you know, 2018 to 2020, I, I wrestled in 150 different matches for, you know, 25 different companies while carrying three titles, uh, individual and tag team. People will be like, dope, dude. What the fuck? How does that help anything? That's cool. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's fake, right? That's fake. That shit's fake? It's fake, right? I couldn't be like, oh, hey, uh, I appeared on you know 45 episodes of Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, which is aired in over 90 markets nationwide. Um, and you know whatever had had over you know your stats what well, yeah. you can't fucking do that no it doesn't matter so what you getting at so i was talking with uh i, I was talking with a recruiter today okay on the phone and they were they were you know telling me about things about my resume that i should fix things about you know my work history that can't be can't be added can be added and it was just it, it was one of those things where it was very frustrating because it's like like what other skills do you have and it's like, well, fuck, I can <laughs> promo like a motherfucker. I can promo like a motherfucker. You can't put that. So how do but you? But tr- you can public speak, right? Public speak. Oh, where did you do public speaking? Uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Have you heard of them? Yeah, they have uh, United Wrestling Network. They're, what are they airing in? How many markets? Yeah, seventy thousand or seventy million homes. That sounds like nationwide. good public. But speaking how do you skills? do that? Like this, this is my my question is how do you do that? Like how do you transfer something from wrestling to the real life and, the, and and even even at level up right mm-hmm. um held promo classes for how long but what do you say uh i'm a public speaking coach <laughs> a public speaking coach for uh what eight months at level up like how do you how do you add these things that don't don't mean shit to anyone in a career like at a in a major industrial market you know how do you fucking yeah. do this how do you how do you compute that with them so Anyway, you know what's funny too is like when like public public uh, public speaking is is a great quality to have right. because a lot of people it's terrifying. They shit their pants. It's terrifying to stand up in front of ten people and 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 have to you know talk and sound professional all that kind of stuff. So when you know, I always tell people, man, like the ability to to speak in front of people's it, it's it's a rare quality yeah. and it's it's a great one to have because you're that go-to person that a lot of people they don't want to do that so hey dev you go do this here's the problem if you if you say that to maybe a, a possible job opportunity hey uh one thing i'm i'm i have good public speaking skills i i'm not nervous to freaking speak in front of people excellent that's great um, do you have any examples of it? <laughs> and then it's you. And then I'm tearing someone on And you're just asshole. talking shit about how like <laughs> you're going to beat somebody. And it's like, they're, they're just probably like, yeah, this is the public uh, speaking skills that we thought. One of my favorite promos, I don't even know if it could air anywhere other than United at this point. Because it was uh, it was me and I was, I was wrestling Shigehiro 
Erie from uh, DDT. Yep. He was out here at, at, at Hollywood. And the setup was perfect. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but the setup was amazing. Um, they go, they go. Oh, uh, Shiggy, you know you're gonna wrestle. Very famous uh, star in Japan. He's a American, but he's he wrestles over in Japan. He's very famous. You know, we're very proud to have you here. He goes, oh, Rocky Romero. <laughs> and they go, uh, no, 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 not not Rocky Romero. It's gonna be. And they he's, and then he says another name. <laughs> and they go, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, the American Kaiju, Devin Sparks. And he goes. Who? <laughs> they go, uh, American guy, Devin Sparks. He's, uh, you know, wears a pink jacket. He's, ah, uh, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. And so my my promo afterwards was basically getting caught in a lie. Yeah. They're like, they're like, uh, you know, uh, you know, wrestling Shiggy here. I'm like, oh yeah, me and, you know, me and Shiggy, we go, we we go way back. Me and Shiggy, baby. And they're like, they're like, uh, he says he doesn't know you. <laughs> and I'm like. Oh uh, no 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 no! I he, he I go by a different name out there. It's you know Japanese pronunciation is a little bit different, and uh, we go way back. We had a, uh, I think it was Christmas time, and I'm like yeah we had we just had uh, Japanese Christmas out there. Very different. They don't do the Santa thing. They do a different guy, <laughs> but it's very it's similar but different. They do ramen on Christmas Eve. And <laughs> it's a sumo culture. It's a sumo culture. But they caught you know the whole the whole gimmick was they caught me in a lie. I would love to show that to people. I don't know if that would be too insensitive nowadays. I don't think it should be. No, I don't think but so. It, but I think, you know. Anyway, um, so it, it just came to my attention. Like, how do you how do you tell someone, like, dog, I've been doing this for 14 years. I've wrestled in 12 different states, two different countries. You know, I've been <laughs> – how do you say, I? you know, I've trained 20 different people. Or, like, oh, I got a massive pop for doing nothing after a match that just went balls to the walls. Like ha- that doesn't translate. No. <laughs> you can't you no. can't use it. They so, don't give a fuck. So the guy's telling me uh this recruiter he goes he goes, "You know, I'm looking at your LinkedIn network and I go, you know that I fucking hate social media. I can't stand it. I don't have I, I'm a people person. I like to talk to people. I think everyone is just circle jerking and sucking each other's dicks on so- social media. Yeah. For, the, for the most part. Like I went on LinkedIn today, and I'm sitting here looking, and it's just people. It's the same as Facebook. Uh, hey, I've been looking for a job for six months. I can't find anything. And then there's 30 comments of people like, "Oh, God bless, good luck." Blah, blah, blah. And a couple of people like, "Oh, you know, you're in my thoughts and prayers. I'll send you any links I can find for jobs, right?" Or the opposite. Oh, I've been kicking ass at this company. Fuck yeah, you have all these comments. Good job, <laughs> kick ass. You High know, five. High five. Like, like. I mean, in, in, to me, there's not value in that. Like, I value relationships with people and uh you know within a company in my the last company i worked for i fucking worked with top accounts across the nation all the time and i kept in touch with them from uh a crm uh, like a salesforce or something like that kept in touch with them that way we had ongoing projects all the time to where we were in constant communication i didn't need to go fucking like a post that they did on on linkedin anyway the guy the guy's telling me look for these you need to open up your LinkedIn network. People are going to look at your shit. I'm going to relate this back to wrestling. What do you get signed? If the WWE is looking at you and you have 400 followers on Twitter and they look at someone else and they have 7,000 followers on Twitter, who's getting the job? Yep. The person with 7,000 followers. Yep. So he kind of makes that, he relates that back to me. Like, look, you got to add some people. Go back through your friends and your you know, the people you worked with and add to this network. Play the game. Play the game. All right, man. Fuck you. <laughs> So I got go back on the computer, and I start. I, I I'm like thinking about the people I know, and I'm like, 
I don't want to add any of them. Like it's so weird. I don't. Ha- I, I think my LinkedIn thing is blank the last like six years. I don't add anything. I don't like shit. I just. I, I think I think I have one, and I, I don't know if I ever. I, I don't even remember how to get to it, but I get emails saying yeah. like so and so wants to be Connected. a friend like somebody i know yeah and i'm like i don't even know i don't even know how to get into linkedin anymore i started to be when i first started it i was really into it i started getting added for wrestling stuff all the time and people would like uh link my name into a wrestling show coming up and i'm like i can't fucking do this dude i'm working with like million dollar accounts like five million dollar accounts you can't be money money <laughs> money money you can't money. be adding me to a post for a show that's coming up this weekend you can kiss my ass every man has his price that's right so i stopped utilizing it right anyway so again today he's like, expand your network i go all right i was bored as fuck and i didn't want to go do that so i was like eh, let me just see what's like going on with like aew and like wwe and shit so I started just like I pulled up the WWE page. I just started like adding like every top per- VP, VP, senior VP, president of this, Mark president. Carano. And I'm just yeah, exactly. I'm literally at like the top names, like you know, every you know market for the Asian market and all this. And I'm just like whatever, who fucking cares? Like I don't expect any of them to to add me back. And like I think Jeff Jarrett is someone that I've had for some reason on my account for the longest time. I don't even know why or how he was added, but he's there. And uh, so I'm, I'm just like, oh, maybe they'll see Jeff's name and they'll be like, oh, he's a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, anyway, I added all this shit. And I, I guess you can max out. Like LinkedIn's like, yo, you're spamming people. Like, oh, really? stop. <laughs> so it goes, you're done for the month. You're cut off. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I didn't know you could do that. Like, my, my bad. I, I, I want to, can I take those back? I don't really want them. I was just doing it because I was bored and I was fucking with it. Fast forward to the end of the day, I've got like 20 profile views from like the the top senior VPs (laughs) from all across WWE. I'm like, this is the most eyes I've ever had on me from the WWE and it's for something that completely doesn't fucking matter. And I thought that was supremely hilarious. Like I sat there and laughed for a good five minutes to myself and I was like, what's so funny? I'm like... This is literally the most eyes I've ever had on me from the WWE, and it's because I'm just fucking adding them on LinkedIn. It's so mm-hmm. stupid. You're gonna, uh, you're, you're not, you're not gonna be uh, on the roster. You're gonna be, uh, you're I'll, gonna be the office. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll be the office. That's You'll be true. the office. But it was, it was silly and stupid. And it was very. It, I just, I'm like, it was a, not a mark out moment, but more of like a that's so stupid. <laughs> I just like this so t- It's like when you see those guys at the end of the year, they post the picture of the check they got from WWE, or not the check, oh, but the, like the, uh, the, the, the tax, tax thing. Yeah, yeah. and they, they make it look like they have a contract. Oh, what I got? Like, yeah, it, it was the same you. thing to me. I'm like, I got 20 people with eyes on me from the WWE right now. This is so stupid. I, not too many people have done that lately. Like, take the picture of like that envelope. I think they know it's not but, acceptable. Exactly. It's like shut the fuck up. Everybody's gonna realize you do not have a contract. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Hold on, I want to tell you who I got. I'll give you one of them. This was my favorite one that I got. It's Vinnie Mac. No, I didn't get him. Shane O'Mac. Oh fuck! I got way more. Holy shit! I got the uh, VP and Deputy General Manager of Greater China WWE Relations. That's a good sick, one. Sick. Sick. Director of Research at WWE. Director of uh, Entertainment and Sports Projects at WWE. Uh, Digital Marketing Public Relations Professional for the WWE. Sick. Oh, I got an AEW guy. Nice. AEW guy. Front of House Engineer. 
So I might be going to fuck yeah. I might be going to Florida either way. You're going to Jacksonville, dog. That's right. And then director of international at WWE. Sick. Nice. Oh, this one says he found me. He didn't even look at my thing. He just found me. All right. So my word, my name's going around the office. So like, who the fuck is this Sparks guy? He goes, oh, Kaiju. Get <laughs> 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 up. Anyway, isn't that gimmick infringement from uh, a girl in? in God Florida? damn it! Oh well. You want to hear about my uh, my shoot work experience? I do. So yesterday morning, uh, I'm in PB, and it's like around seven o'clock in the morning, and uh, I'm on the sidewalk, and some dude comes like rolling up on a bicycle now this is a african-american male and if anybody doesn't understand like about how like san diego and pb in general the homeless has gotten out of control and it's been like it's not just it's like the mentally ill homeless like covid related no it's just homeless man homeless oh is bad well you said it's everywhere. gotten out of control it's been out of control oh it's been out of control like but it just I, I live in the area so i i've i've seen it happen over the years and now it's insane. It used to just Pacific Beach just used to be burnouts, right? Guys that just want to surf, smoke pot, you know, just burnouts, right? And like that's like you're homeless. And downtown had more of like the mentally ill, oh, heavily dude, downtown is fucked up, heavily drug addicted, uh, uh, homeless. Now they have all come over to PB Pacific Beach, and then and now they're kind of just like everywhere. But uh, so took I'm, the Metrolink, dog. Something. So uh, I'm standing there. I'm standing there, and, and this guy comes up from behind me. He comes riding up on his bicycle, and this is an African American male, and he starts saying something, and I turn around and I'm like, "Uh, hey," and he's just like, "You know what day it is?" And I'm like, "He's kind of promo on you." No, it's like, <laughs> and I can tell he's. Like, it's Rusev Day. <laughs> I can tell it's it's a, it's a little off. He's a little off. And he goes, uh, you know what day it is? I, I can't remember if he said that or if he, he said something. And I go, what? And he goes, it's, it's a slap a cracker day. And I go, okay. Oh, shit. I go, this, well, this is how I'm starting off my day in a fight. I'm, I'm getting into a, a fist fight because I'm not going to get smacked by this guy. So he starts talking to me and he goes, I've, I've already been called the N-word two times this morning. So I've decided it's smack a cracker day. And I go, Okay. Like I'm thinking, like I'm I'm his mark, right? right? He's he's coming after me eventually. Like he's calling the spot with you is what he's doing. And I'm just like, and I'm just kind of like standing there, like okay, man, you know. But in my head, I'm like, here we go, here we go, man. And uh, and then he goes, so if you see a cracker, smack him. And I go, I will, I will. <laughs> and, he, and he went riding off. I got off. you, bro. I got you. And he went riding off, and I was like, have a good day, brother. And he goes, you too, man. And I was like, "All right, well, that 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 was, took a left turn." Jesus Christ! Anyway, so that was my my morning. Did we ever morning. have a conversation about the term "brother" on this show? Brother, I've had the conversation with you, right? What, like as far as brother, like like uh, the way that the wrestlers call brother. So, like outside of wrestling, uh, I would call people brother from wrestling. Like, "What's up, brother?" Yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah, that's that's cool. All right, I got you, brother. Whatever. And uh, I got called out for it. Like, bro, you can't say that. I'm like, what? I said to a black guy one time. Yeah. It was like a work thing. And we were out and we were at a vendor. And I was like, oh, thanks, brother. Got you. Like, bro, you can't call him brother. Like, what the fuck? I'm like. I got a question. Was So you, you said that to a black person? Yeah. And then who tried correcting you? Uh, one of my coworkers. Was that a white person? No. They were. I don't know what he is. But they Puerto immediately Rican? thought, like, oh, like, you yeah. can't say that. But I've or, said, bro, I call everyone that. I call, I would call yeah. it anyway. I, I have no yeah. problem calling somebody brother. Yeah. What's up, brother? Yeah, it's weird. Plus, like, we say it differently. 
Yeah. It's like uh it's like a a real sharp U. Instead of an O, it's a U. B R U T H E R. Brother. What up, brother? Yeah. Like that's why the way I think we say it. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was, I mean, it, it was a very weird thing where I was like, I've never fucking I've used that word for fourteen years. I've never had anyone complain. This is a very weird thing that's going on here. Yeah. Anyway. That's what I got. Um Adam, we have some videos, right? Some promos? Yes, we do. All right. It's Kaiju's promo class. It's back. It's back. These are fantastic promos. I was introduced to both of these. How many are we doing? Uh, We have two, I think. Yeah. All right. I'm good with two. Adam brought both of these. By the way. No, you brought one of them. I thought you showed me one of them. Oh, you did show me one one of them. The other one you sent to me. Um, Before we get that, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Devin Sparks and at Mike Camden 82. And Adam JMPA. And you can get us on Instagram at American Kaiju. Mike underscore Camden. I think I'm Adam J619. And at Hogsman Pot everywhere you want, baby. Yeah. All right, here we go. Kaiju's promo clo- corner or whatever the hell he calls it. Uh, which one do you have set up first? Whichever one you want. Oh, my God. We got Triple H on the indies. All right, here we go. Roll it. With Terror Rising and his manager, Vito Carlucci, wrestling for the IWF Heavyweight Championship tonight. Now let me tell you something, Middleborough. Let me tell you something. Everyone that's watching, <laughs> I've been with the rest and I've gone out and found the best. Terrorizing right here. Look at this man. Take off this roof. I can show these people something right here. Six feet, five inches, 277 pounds. There's not an ounce of body fat on the man. Let me tell you something. This man, I've searched long and I've searched hard. I've been going for a championship for a long time. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for the right person to take to the top of the IWF ladder. And guess what? <laughs> Mad Dog Richard, meet Terrorizing. Tell him, baby. Mad Dog, it's about time you finally signed your name on the dotted line to me terrorizing. This man got it done. And tonight, in front of Middlebow and the entire world, you go down, baby. Terrorizing, taking it home. Let me tell you something, Mad Dog Richard, you listen to Vito Carlucci and you listen good, buddy. But it's time myself and Terrorizing get through with you. <laughs> You're gonna be just like Dracula's elevator, baby. Think about it. You're going down for the count. <laughs> Middleborough, lock up your doors. I'm coming to your town. They better pray when I'm around. Doesn't sound like no idle threats to me. Back to you guys. Just because to show anyone can make it. <laughs> anyone uh, can make it. Well, it's funny because so the, the, the person you hear talking second, I guess, you know, uh, you have the, the commentator or whatever, the, the backstage guy, and then the, the first person you hear talking is his manager. Right. And something you've brought up in the past with like promo classes and stuff like that, as far as like with the level up pro wrestling uh, students, and something I, I have myself is uh, it's a promo voice. Right. That dude's got a promo voice. Oh, it's so trash. Uh, you going down for the count? <laughs> but um, you know what? Uh, uh, Triple H is um, terrorizing. Right. His promo is not bad. Like he, it's you know, trash. Well, first he hits like the basics, right? Which is fine. Which is fine. His, you know, they got a manager for him. The manager's the talker. Uh, terrorizing comes in and just says some things, you know, like, hey, man, it's not going to fucking knock your dick in. But, hey, he says some words, right? right. Words. But then his final, his, his final it's line. so awful. Is, is, <laughs> it's great, though. I love it. But this is what we've talked about in, in promo classes at, uh, at Level Up is, like, find a good ending and stick with it. Yeah. Like, stick the landing. Don't be like... 
Don't come up, you know, Undertaker wasn't like, rest in peace. Because this Sunday, I'm going to whoop your ass, brother. <laughs> and trust me, you're going down. <laughs> you find the line, you find the rest in peace. Yeah. And you stick with that. And then whatever he said at the end was like a rhymey. <laughs> his, his manager already came up with the... You're like Dracula's elevator. You're going down for the count, and then, and then he comes up. It's like that's right, Middleborough. Because lock up your doors. Lock up your doors. Sounds like Matt Damon. Yeah. What was that? Uh, not talent. Was it not talented, Mr. Ripley? What am I thinking of? The Departed. No, not The Departed. The Departed is literally that entire movie. That accent. That accent no, I know. But what rampant. was the one where uh, you're da- talking about? Uh, Damon like went to school and shit. Uh, oh, Goodwill Hunting. Cool Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. yeah, it's thick in that. Applesauce, yeah. bitch. That's the one I'm thinking of. Middleburg, you better oh, shut or was it lock your doors? <laughs> lock your doors. Middleburg, you better lock your doors because we're going into lockdown because you know you know wear a mask and stay six feet apart. You hear him talk today. There's no There's sense nothing there. that he had an accent like that. When but he was the best part is, I mean. Connecticut's right up there in the thick of the shit. So you'd think that the the accent wouldn't go away. Yeah, but he doesn't live in the part of Connecticut where people have that accent. But I guess for twenty years he hung around Sean too. Yeah, that's probably true. It's funny they say when you're they say for a kid the way they talk, like are they going to have an accent or not, is who they spend their time with. So mm-hmm. if they're spending the most of the time with their friends, their friends don't have an accent, or their friends do have an accent. For example, if if uh, we moved to Texas, my daughter would grow up with kids with a Texas accent. That fucking That's what kid I was saying. Like, would unfortunately have a terrible. When Texas I moved accent. here, I just hung out with people that all talked like they were from California, right. and my accent, which I had a thick one, just disappeared. Oh, bro, did you luck out, man? Bro, he had a, hey, imagine we, me like, "Hey, Mike, what's <laughs> up there? What's up there, guy? We'll record the pod." Can we? Can we keep that line? I want you to cut that out and use it. I had a thick one that disappeared. <laughs> That's what I wanted. I want to open the podcast. Wouldn't now. be a lie. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, man. Uh, when you, I don't know how far, how how far into uh, terrorizing's career this is, but man, Very we all we, we all got to fucking start somewhere, man. I remember doing promos when I first started, and it was just so like I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, and of course people go, oh well, you know, say the uh, the venue, right? The date. Uh, what else? What else is there? There's something else too, right? But um, and you would start the doing company. It. You want to say this? Yeah, the company. And then you would start the doing opponent. it, and then you would just get cut off, and they're like, "That sucks." And it's like, "Okay, well, well, tell me what I need, you know, like how do I do this?" And they're like, "Maybe add a little bit more something to it, you know." And it's just like, "Well, what?" Because you know, like, what you're not you're telling me that I suck, but you're not telling me how to fix it. One of the female wrestlers, I believe, for T- uh, Impact did that. It was either Impact or MLW. I want to say it was Impact. It was very early on in um, the lockdowns and very, very early on in COVID. And she fucking nailed it. Mm-hmm. And I saved it somewhere in my Twitter. I don't know where it is at this point. I, I saved so much shit on Twitter. Um, but she fucking killed it. She was making fun of wrestlers, heel wrestlers, specifically cutting promos. And it started off and she was it, it was very meta. So she's like, I'm going to start really loud and really angry. And then I'm going to get quiet. And I'm going to open my eyes. I'm going to get real quiet and get close to the microphone. And then I'm going to yell again. And it was like, holy shit. She fucking nailed it. And then I'm going to look off into the space. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I wish I could find that thing because it was so well done. And everyone, I've done it. I've, I've done it a million times too in the past. And uh, she just killed it. She killed it. She called everyone out that needed to be called out. And it's like, okay, now you're on notice. Figure it out. Figure out something new because that shit 
just got called out in front of everyone. Like yeah. you can't you can't come back from that. It's like uh, you know, like a rap battle or something like that where someone gets called out and everyone laughs at them and they're like, Okay, well I'm gonna come back and do the same shit. No, dude, you're done. Figure it out. Figure mm-hmm. out something new. Yeah, man. Them promos, it is just repetition. That's all it is. Like Obviously he figured it out. Obviously he figured <laughs> it out. But that's what that's all promos is, is just repetitions, understanding like hey just get your point across and don't try to like a lot of people try to be the cool right the cool heel you know or some shit like that and it's just like hey find out who you are what's the scenario how would you act in real life in this situation and let's go why do you think so many people have a promo voice i've always wondered that like i see people and i'll see them do interviews and then i'll see them do promos and i'm like these are two different people. I don't get it. I I I I have the exact. Same. I I still to this day I I feel like I have a promo voice, and I think it's because you're trying to stand out. You're trying to make it like, you know, uh, you're trying to catch people's attention by not realizing right? you're doing what everyone else yeah, is doing. Exactly. It's two things. You're repeating what you've seen your entire life. That's yep. number one. And yep. number two is you're uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah. You're uncomfortable. So, like, the way we're talking right now, right, there's no promo voice in me whatsoever. If I were to cut a promo right now on someone on Four Minutes of Heat or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. it would be in this voice. We're in a very relaxed environment. Yeah. Hey, Devin, shoot from the hip. What do you think about this? Oh, fuck, I got you, bro. Here we go. Let's talk. You're on the mic. Ready? Okay, here we go. We got one minute. You got to keep it under one minute. And uh, we want you to stand right here. Okay, uh, actually, you know what? Your interviewer's a little too tall. Can you squat down next to him so you're not taller than him? Okay, perfect, great. Uh, we want you to look over here, but also, okay, well, here's what we want you to hit. Uh, he beat you in the last match. You know you're going to beat him in this match, but you can't you, you can't let him know that. And then also, there's going to be a blow-off match down the line. Uh, we are going to use the belt at some point. Uh, your, your belt, not you don't have a championship belt, but the belt that's around your waist that's holding up your actual tights, we're going to use that. You're going to hit him in the match with this. So I want you to allude to it. Hold hold it. You know, grab your hand on it. Make the camera draw attention to it. So say your stuff. Uh, mention that you lost, but don't bury yourself. Don't tell, let everyone know they're going to beat him this match. And then pull your belt somehow too so they know that, oh, something's coming. You know what I mean? Like it's, for TV anyway, it can be uncomfortable. You can be comfortable going into it. And then this, you know, 20 seconds before you cut the promo, you're given four new pieces of information that make it difficult for you to get to the point because whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And also at the end, say this show was brought to you by Pro Shingle. What? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And it's also if you and obviously this this worked for Triple H. He was surrounded by guys that could promo. Oh, my God. So you start to learn just from watching them and then plus you're cutting so many promos that you eventually just catch on when you watch him as hunter or selmsley right i think it's very clear he goes from he goes from feuding with mark marrow who had one way of cutting a very old 80s style promo right yeah to gold dust who had a brand new style of promo yeah. uh to who do you feud with? owen hart who had a very genuine promo Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior, who had a fucking very 80s promo. Uh, and then he started working with with Sean. Yeah. Uh, who has a, again, very genuine promo. He doesn't... I don't think that's a promo voice. I think he's just got a very raspy, shitty... If you play. watch Sean's promos when he was the champion, though, it's when he's, like, trying to be the rah-rah baby face. Right. You can tell he's faking that. Yeah. A lot of that time. If you watch... You've watched back now. When I was younger, I didn't think that. Well, it's because, he like, you know, from the stories that we've heard back when, you know, back in the... He was a natural asshole, right? He was an asshole. So, like, if you say, hey, get on the stick, 
and talk shit. Right. Like, Dude, I, I do this all the time. Yeah. I got it. Here yeah. we go. But if you, you say, hey, get on the stick and be an, a, a baby face, uh, a good guy, then he's out of his comfort but, zone. But you know the guy competed in tournaments and stuff for his body, right? Like He competed in like Mr. Wait, who, who are we talking about? Hunter. Okay, okay. He, he competed Paul. in... Paul, sorry, competed in tournaments for you know bodybuilding and whatnot. So if you're sitting there and you're facing him and he calls you Tubby, <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? There's another element of like fuck you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so like even like we're t- I'm just alluding to the point that you're like, oh, it's easy to be an asshole. So if he's talking to the Rock when the Rock isn't the Rock yet, but he's Rocky might be. He's like, okay, Tubby, you know you're just a second generation Tubby piece of shit. And he's like, all right, fuck you, man. And then he gets in shape and but. He was shaped by those guys we just mentioned, but also he feuded with, after that, feuded with The Rock, feuded with Austin, feuded with uh, Shawn Michaels for a little bit. He was surrounded by Shawn. He was surrounded by, uh, he had Road Dog with him. So yeah. the guy had, you know, the best talkers well, in the, the business. When you've got to WWF, he traveled with the click. Oh, yeah. So Shawn, Razor, and right. Diesel. Shawn, Razor, and... I yeah, wouldn't have called any of those guys good promo guys. Um, Nash is a pretty good yo guy. fucking Nat, he, he Nash. He was over as a motherfucker, dude. And it's not just because of his in ring skills. The guy had fucking swag. He has a natural charisma for yeah. sure. That like people are like, oh man. But I then, mean, women especially like that guy. I also think <laughs> very crazy with Nash and and um, Scott Hall when they went over to WCW, they were not acting. They weren't characters anymore. They weren't right. Diesel. They weren't Razor Ramon. So when you saw them talking, they were just talking as themselves, but then they had so much uh, experience and and clout that they were like, hey, we can just be ourselves. And guess what, man? These people are going to fucking love it. And they, they, they could say because they were the fucking top dogs. Right. So they were like, we're the fucking best, man. We're the fucking best. Why don't we say that in our promos? Why, why don't we, we do the whole Why do we do the whole El Numero Uno thing? Why don't we just be like... Fucking man. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. But, but, <laughs> yeah. and that's a good point. And what's funny is Razor's promos were dog shit in the WWE. I still think they're memorable. Awesome. They're memorable, but they were dog shit. Again, he's trying to do a character. He's trying I to understand. be a Cuban guy. I know. Like. I got you. I got you. And, and then Diesel's, I don't, I can't recall a, Diesel, a single Diesel promo, but the second they went to WCW, it was like, oh, fuck, they're on fire. Yep. Um, but that was, but that was Triple H. He was around everyone that had, that could talk. Um, Anyway, we got one more for you. This is uh, this is the this is the best. This is the immortal Hulk Hogan. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday comes again. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's what we in the biz call a rib. <laughs> That's not a real promo. That's that, a, uh, Hogan in a Japanese commercial. That was that was Hogan in a Japanese commercial. I think he was uh, selling air conditioning units. Is that what it was? <laughs> it looked like an air conditioning unit or a if, swamp cooler, if, a, a fil- air filter. If anybody wants to actually see this video, it's Hogan like in a on a cloud. I think so. And he's shirtless looking yoked <laughs> and uh he's singing to like a baby because there's a baby on a cloud also yeah. i don't know what it was for but here's the funny thing motherfucker probably got paid millions 
millions for that. Well, it just reminds me of, um, by the way, that's not the only one. If you type in Hoke Hogan Japanese commercial, there's several that come up. But it's funny, if you ever saw uh, Lost in Translation, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's got Bill Murray in there, and he's cutting a commercial uh, for a, a Japanese whiskey. And, you know, he just goes to, like, ridiculous lengths to try to get over this commercial, what they want. And the guy's trying to, no, 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 like, more intensity. And he's like, I'm just fucking hmm. <laughs> for relaxing times. No, those <laughs> Try eight... Santori times. More intensity. He's like, Jesus Christ, what do I do here? But the, the, the commercials they have in Japan are so ridiculous. Sometimes. Those Asian markets pay big oh, money, fuck too, yeah. man. Yeah. Big money for that kind of shit. So I would sell out like a motherfucker. Do you think the hogs should go to Japan just for commercials? Don't do actual work. Don't work for any of the companies. Just do the commercials and I'm split. Down. I'm down. If they're willing to pay, pay the money, yeah, we can I'll, go. I'll call Nick. I'll see if he can put it together. Excellent. Excellent. I appreciate that. Um, Did Nick send you an autographed copy of their book? No, no, no. I got I one. Why didn't you get one? Oh, because I just use his login. Mike for, got one too, I, I, I just use his login for New Japan Global. It's fine. No, that's <laughs> what I do. <laughs> um, so, by the way, it's Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, this is a Thanksgiving episode. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thank Thanksgiving, you to everyone everybody. for you know listening to the podcast for the last 11 months. What number are we More, on now? 12 months. Is this, 40, this is episode 45. Fuck yeah. I will double check. We got 52 weeks in a year. 50, 52. Yes. 52. This is episode 45. So nice. we've consistently had an episode for the past 44 weeks. Yeah. Because the... The first week we did two episodes. We did. If anybody that doesn't make sense, the first week we did two episodes. So this is uh yeah, forty four weeks of, yeah. of doing a podcast. So thanks for the I think we're averaging three fifty right now. Maxing it I think we maxed at seven. No listeners? People, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, something yeah. Like that. So thanks for thanks for joining us every week, even even through a pandemic. I know a lot of people aren't driving to work anymore, but thank you uh, to uh, Steel Cage Radio. Oh, absolutely. They carry us, and they're they're a, a huge part of why people listen to us. They're the Shawn Michaels Intercontinental Champion of the Hogsman Podcast, the Hogscast. Yes. Yep. Let's go to uh, questions. We got some listeners' questions. And by the way, guys, thank you for uh, sending in questions. We appreciate it because we don't know what the fuck to talk about. So if you give us a topic. Yeah, we had two shows that would have happened, what, this week? This Friday and Saturday that got canceled yeah. because of Purple Tear. Yeah. Um, that aren't happening. Now. Every show, like literally every day. Well, not every day, but like I keep seeing shows getting canceled. This show's getting mm-hmm. canceled. It's like, it sucks, man, because it's like. We almost got like fucking cock teased, you know? Like, yeah. like, oh shit, shows are coming back, you know? Yeah, they're outdoor, but hey, uh, you know, it's a show is a fucking show, right? And then it's like, ah, psych, motherfucker. Did I just see the future stars got canceled? I don't know about that. I know that they're pretty open over there, but I saw a post that made me think that their shit got shut down. I've only seen California uh, shows getting shut down, so I, I, I can't. I can't. Is primetime live going on still? Yes, yes it is. Tonight. United's running? Okay. I'm just wondering. Leo, Leo Rush is wrestling Adrian Quest. Right. It's the one okay. match I know. That's right. That's right. Okay. Or whatever he's known by now. All right, Adam. Let's hit, right. hit us with the first question, please. So this one is from Drew PA. Um, what up, his Drew? Welcome question back. question is, I don't know if you guys talked about it after the Vice series, but if you were Vince and had been running the WWE, would you give the Hall of Fame to Benoit? If not, why? No. You can't touch that. That is so fucking toxic. You can't touch any of that. Now, you didn't watch it, the Vice thing. Right? I don't want to watch it. Oh, you didn't. You didn't watch it at all. I didn't watch it. 
Um, it, it sucks. It's a, it's a it's a tricky situation. Um, was it was Benoit one of the greatest wrestlers of all time? Fuck yeah, the guy was intense. He looked, he was intimidating as fuck. He could wrestle his fucking ass off. But unfortunately, what he did to his wife and kid will overshadow all that. Um, and you know, it, it sucks because you're talking about a guy who it seems like he was a great guy. And then he, throughout the course of his wrestling career with taking so many, uh, shots to the head, uh, a lot of CTE trauma. Um, yeah, I, 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 you can't honor somebody like that. That's the thing. The WWE Hall of Fame is literally there's. It's not a Hall of Fame. It's 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 a literally celebrating a person's career. Yeah. And you can't do that with him because then you are acknowledging him. Yeah. And then that leads you down another rabbit hole of all these interviews and all these things that people said during that time that just make the the business look like shit. Yeah, but here's the thing, man. Um, we've learned that these shots to the head. Uh, they change people's attitude, basically, right? Like a, a person you knew that was a great person ten years ago. Unfortunately, they took chair shots and a whole bunch of he- you know shots to the head, and it, and it gradually changed his personality. Um, and it's not just in professional wrestling. We saw that in you know the NFL. The NFL has issues with this. Okay, let's look at this. Junior Seau. Does he bl- does he belong in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yeah. This is a man who was a womanizer. He was married. Yeah. He cheated on his wife. He 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 physically abused his wife. But this is because, I mean, the guy was taking shots to the head for since he was like 13 years old. You know, the guy had serious. You know, I, I watched a documentary on him, and he's talking about he constantly has a ringing in his ears, and people don't know why, because this is before CTE was discovered. You know, obviously, like, he took his own life. Uh, he committed suicide. You know, it, it's it's weird. You know, could it have gone to a point where he hurt somebody? Possibly. Uh, you know, obviously, he did hurt somebody. You know, he, he, he there was, you know, domestic violence in, in, this, in the situation. But I don't know, man. It's crazy. Um, I don't, th- you know, obviously, the WWE will never put him into a Hall of Fame. I don't think anybody will ever put him into a Hall of Fame. But to me, you know... I try to remember the wrestler that I watched growing up in WCW and then in WWE. I still remember when he when he won his championship with Eddie. Uh, what was that WrestleMania twenty? Yeah, yeah. And it was it was fantastic to watch. There was someone backstage at uh, Hollywood that was wearing a shirt <clears throat> that was it was under their jacket, but when it was open, it was just Benoit celebrating was the it? title win. But it was Benoit and Eddie celebrating the title win. Yeah. Um, that but like all I saw was Ben Juan. I was like, oh shit, dude, you might want to zip up your jacket. There. <laughs> there. I don't know. It's 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 crazy because I still go back and watch Benoit's matches. The guy was so fucking good, and I think he's somebody that influenced a lot of wrestlers to, to nowadays. Of course, and but you know, any wrestler that doesn't realize that that style of wrestling, his intensity, is what kind of led to his demise. You know. You know, yeah, take that intensity and use it. Use what he did in the in the ring well, but also realize you can't be taking unnecessary uh, shots to the head. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, he'll never go into the Hall of Fame, but 
I think any wrestler, every wrestler knows that he's uh, he's one of the best. He's one of the greatest of all times. But unfortunately, how his life ended um, will overshadow everything. To, to me, this is so silly and stupid, and it shouldn't be. Uh, I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but it reminds me of um, we, we talked about it last week with Star Wars, right? You've got Anakin Skywalker, who was a Jedi and the best of the best and was looked at as the future of, you know, the Jedi. And then uh, something happens. He goes dark and becomes Darth Vader. And they go, oh, Anakin is dead. That's it. Anakin died. All we have left is Darth Vader. And to me, it's kind of the same with Chris Benoit. You had someone who was one of the most technically sound wrestlers in the history of professional wrestling who had some of the greatest intensity you've ever seen in a ring who put on classics all the time and especially for his size you know he transcended wrestling for a lot of people um and then you know once you cross that line once you go to the dark side there's no coming back that's all there is it's it's, that's all you are you're no longer anakin you are darth vader that's all there is to it so that's how i kind of view benoit um in in wrestling and i just you know there's no redemption, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it sucks, man, because the guy had a hell of a fucking career. But... You got anything happier for us? How about like which wrestler is most like, uh, you know, turkey on Thanksgiving, or which wrestler is most like sweet potatoes? Let's do that. That sounds happier. Those I, are shitty questions, by the way. I do not. <laughs> I, I do not have that question. Anyways, okay. Drew, thank you for the for the question, yeah. bro. Uh. This question is from Just Jarek on Instagram. He commented, Hey, Hogsman, I'm working a shoot job while trying to pursue my passions of art and entertainment. Recently, I've been thinking about how working indie basically means you have to learn skills for things besides just your passion. Social media, advertising, negotiations, managing your own schedule and connections, and everything in between. I feel like we talked about this. So my question is, have you learned anything that you wouldn't expect to apply to wrestling from outside the ring or vice versa? Or is this something you don't think about and just focus on the next match you can get? Do you want to take this? I'm trying to like process this question in my head. Yeah, no. Uh, we talked about it last week, and we talked about it a little bit today. But uh, as far as wrestling goes, you know, the wrestling aspect of it, the thing you love the most is 10 minutes. You're there for 10 to tw- you know 20 minutes on a good night. 20 minutes, that's all you have. Everything else is the negotiating, the meeting, uh, the the social media aspects of it, the getting yourself out there, the the... You know, emailing and, and direct messaging strangers, um, you know, just sitting there, meet and greets after show, show, driving three hours to meet someone that you've never met before uh, to help with, you know, set up a ring because you heard they're looking for new talent. I mean, there's tons of shit that is the wrestling business that has nothing to do with the actual wrestling and the hours of training and perfect perfecting the actual craft your character, what you can do in the ring. Um, you know, what you do in the ring is 10% of wrestling, maybe. I don't even know if it's that. I would love to see, let's say, like, The Undertaker, right? They just had The Undertaker Appreciation Night uh, for SummerSlam, right? It's supposedly his official series. retirement. Okay, so I would love to see. He, he had 30 years, right? That's what yeah. they're saying, 30 years of, of uh, professional wrestling. I would love to see somebody add up like throughout his whole career the minutes the, the amount of time he was actually in the ring being a professional wrestler 
uh, bell to bell, right? Versus not, on the mic. We're not talking about yet. We're talking about bell to bell match. I would. I think it would be. I think it would be shocking. Oh yeah. I think it would be shocking. Well, especially during the Attitude Era, we've talked about this. Is a lot of the matches were six minutes long, four yep. minutes long. Yep. Especially going versus the Undertaker he goes balls to the walls, goes to the outside, and then you're it's a ten count, or you take a quick choke slam and you're out. But you're also talking about cats back then. I think they were probably wrestling what five nights a week, right? Probably double double shots, right. triple shots too. So, but I think I, I think it would be shocking to see the amount of time that somebody with a thirty year career was actually in the ring. I'd be that'd be interesting to see. Um, I I don't really understand this question as far as like too much. Like, did I take anything from outside of the wrestling school? Like. It, like my personal life and apply it to, towards wrestling is that kind of what uh, basically he's asking if you learned anything that you wouldn't expect to apply to wrestling from outside the ring or vice versa like is there anything that you learned in wrestling that you've applied talking outside talking to the mic that you've applied outside well I think the, the probably the biggest shocker to me uh, upon entering into wrestling and, and realizing how much uh, storytelling is across the board. If you go TV shows, if you go movies, uh, professional wrestling plays, it's all storytelling. And once you understand uh, how that story t- storytelling is set up, you start to see it in all all aspects of entertainment. Um, if you watch, I can take a, a a professional wrestling match, and then you can take a movie, right? And you go look. Th- there's the exact same steps going yeah. on in this movie than there than there is in this professional wrestling match. Now some movies are more intricate uh, and some professional wrestling matches are more intricate. So, but they all kind of follow this same kind of um, storyline. Uh, I don't know if you ever read Austin's book, but he literally has in his book like the steps of a match. Like yeah. Eight steps yeah. in a match. He Which like everybody, outlines them all basically. Everybody kind of learns. But I also feel like that also hinders a lot of people by sticking yeah. to that. Um, you know, you, you need to learn when and where to pull those, like which steps to add, which steps to take away. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, man, maybe we can go off script a little bit. Uh, you know, not script, but formula. Yeah. Say off is that correct, Dev? Am I saying yeah. that? Um, and and maybe throw, you know, a little U-turn in there. People yeah. think we're going this direction. Hey, let's U-turn it up and, and take it this direction. You know, so everything is so formulaic these days. <clears throat> it's yeah, kind of like when someone goes off script, you're like, that's that's awesome. That's what I like to see. Yeah, I, I think exactly. something that everyone can take away from wrestling, where you're saying, you know, outside of you know, what's something you can apply towards your career, or whatever. That, that, that you didn't expect, right? Networking is one. Yeah. There's a shit ton of networking wrestling. It's all who you know and how you get to talk to them. That's that's number one. And number two is getting used to hearing no, right? Like, <clears throat> how many times have you messaged a promoter and never heard back or been told we're full or we're good or we've got our storylines done for the next three shows? Yeah. You know what I mean? And just going back and being persistent. So networking, hearing no, persistence, these are all things that, you know, in wrestling, especially early on, that you have to come to terms with. And, you know, we talked about getting out of your comfort zone and going from just the company that you grew up with and or that you came up, sorry, that you came up in um, and you're used to, to, oh, shit, well, this guy's going up there. Like, let me see if I can get on that show too and I'll go ride with him. Um, or again, riding with them after they've already told you no and just showing your face to 
Yeah, and you also need to understand when it's time to maybe make a move. Like maybe like be like, listen, I've 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 plateaued. I've plateaued in my training, uh, in my in-ring performance or something like that. You know, like I've plateaued. I need to do something to fix that. I need to take it to the next level. I need to, you know, maybe the school that you've been training with for X amount of years, you've kind of, they've taken you as far as they can. Now it's time to like maybe jump over and start training with somebody else and 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 get some new information that you haven't learned yet so so mostly stepping out of your comfort zone right because a lot of people will just stay at the same school because that's what feels right you're constantly reinventing yourself too yeah whether it's your social media whether it's your gear whether it's how you promo your name um and you also got to think about how the fuck am i just gonna get people's attention right how content social media is fucking huge in professional wrestling independent wrestling just as much because you don't have an, uh, a huge corporation behind you pushing you, right? So independent wrestling is all about you. You, no, We've said it before. Nobody cares about your career more than you yourself. Nobody's going to put you over uh, as much as yourself. Except for me. Because Mike knows that I'll put him over all the time on the mic. Or bury me sometimes. But you have to find ways. You have to be creative. And you have to be like, listen, how can I... How can I get some new fans? How can I get some new eyes on me? You know, OnlyFans. Boom. Hogsman OnlyFans. Here we go. What if we did that? What if we did that? OnlyFans. We wouldn't have. We we wouldn't have enough content for the amount of people that would sign up for that. Um, And then Devin brought shout out to Gabe. Devin brought up a huge thing. You know, (laughs) learning how to say no. You know, to accept no, and maybe not accept it as a final answer, but hey, man, it's 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 what's presented to you in front right now. And, I, and we've talked about this. We talked about it with Benny, you know, mental, uh, what were we saying? Depre- Gymnastics? No, like depression. Oh, mental, uh, yeah, dude. Mental I mean, health. Mental health you know, is a massive thing in wrestling. There's so many people that are <laughs> this, suffering it, it, from it. Well, in wrestling, I think people are drawn to it. And then also wrestling causes it. And also, so. so it's a really vicious fucking circle. Devin brought up a thing. So you might send out, um, you know, you're constantly reaching out to promoters to get booked somewhere. And, yeah, you might not get heard back. You know, they might not up, straight up not mail email you back or message you back. And I can see how with somebody with some kind of uh, mental issues, that could affect them. That could affect them big time. Getting told no, that could affect them big time. So you have to learn how to kind of deal with these problems like these these things and, and and keep pushing forward that's that's the tough that's the tough part <clears throat> about pro wrestling I'll, I'll take it back to outside of wrestling because we talked about a little earlier um you know i've i've probably since september or maybe october applied for 400 jobs out of state uh-huh just you know cl- click in here not not going fucking crazy only the ones that are the easiest to apply for <laughs> and the most common thing you hear is the automated reply nope not you know we're going in a different direction or whatever and like i I have very few responses from actual people that are ready to talk to you and to have to deal with that and be like fuck i applied to 400 jobs and i heard from five people yeah like holy shit yeah um and that's a struggle like uh, that bothers the shit out of me but like 
you it's one of those things where you know you you make just like in wrestling you make incremental <clears throat> incremental steps in your game okay you change something on social media huh that got 20 retweets why they get 20 retweets that's interesting you look at the content of it what did i do in this was it a promo no was it a move yeah oh it was a gif oh it was a gif that i made of my match why was that oh i nutshotted him and it was funny he had a funny reaction shot okay let's try this other gif Oh, that didn't get a good response. Why? Well, it's just a suplex. No one gives a fuck about a suplex. <laughs> you know what I mean? Clean-looking suplex. Though. Yeah, clean suplex. Goddamn, clean-ass suplex. But trial and error. Figuring it out, tinkering with it over and over again. Yeah. Seeing those no's, but addressing it. Addressing it. It's, it's, man, wrestling is one of those things where you're constantly, um, you know, again, I think most people in wrestling are their own worst enemy. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They're their own harshest critic. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, especially if you're looking at your shit and you're going over it and you're trying to critique it, man, it can be tough. Yeah. Um, but constantly re- reinventing yourself or what you're doing or um, how you approach a match. So. Yeah, man. Good luck with your uh, professional wrestling training. And uh, who was that again? Just Jarek. Thank you. Thank you very much, Just Jarek. Appreciate it. What else we got? All right, we have a question from SoCal Gabe. All right. He asks on Instagram, he said, to the best of your knowledge, what's a match from your solo outings that you're proud of and is available on YouTube for anyone listening to go and check it out if they haven't already seen it? Uh, one of my favorite matches is with uh, my buddy uh, Judiz. Uh, it's actually on YouTube. I, don't, I can't remember the exact event, but if you type in my name, you'll eventually see uh, a few matches of myself. With Judiz, and uh, this one was fun, man, because this was in front of a huge crowd at SoCal Pro. I think it was the anniversary show. Uh, I can't remember which anniversary, but it's an anniversary show, and I think Rey Mysterio was there, and he uh, he packed the house. And I was carrying the championship, uh, the heavyweight championship for SoCal Pro, and uh, I was still a face, and so was Judiz. So uh, I had to take more of the lead and and not fully turn during the match, but also but but show that, hey, man, I was the more dominant one, but then have spurts of Judas, you know, shining me up and, and showing that he's a contender for the championship. Um, and then eventually the, the finish happens. Uh, Judas went over. And I turned on him by kicking him in the dick while I handed him, acting like I was going to hand him the championship, and then I kicked him in the dick. Hilarious. Son of a bitch! But that Thank match uh, is one of my favorite matches because there's a few actual botches in the, in the match, but they're covered pretty well. And uh, it just went really well, man. I, I've watched the match, uh, you know, a couple times, and, you know, obviously you're always going to, like, dissect the match and be like, ah, oh, we fucked up here, we fucked up here. But as a whole, man, we had a we had a great crowd reaction. The crowd was invested because we were both uh baby faces and then I had to go I had to become like more of a tweener, which to anybody out there outside of the wrestling business, a tweener means you're in between a baby face and a heel. So you're about fifty fifty. Uh it was fun, man, and then I eventually got to turn and, and become a heel and you know, being a heel is where it's at, man. It's a lot more fun than being a babyface. How about you, Dev? That's a tough one for me because, like I said, like 
you know, a lot of people are own worst critic, and that's me for sure. Like, I hate, like, half the time I'll come back, I'm like, that's fucking terrible. And then you meet someone after, she's like, God damn, that was the best match of the night. And you're like, God, I'm really sorry. <laughs> really sorry you feel that way. Like, wish I could give you your money back. And they try to buy a shirt, and you're like, this one's on the house. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, it's funny you mentioned the, your match with Judas, and like, um, after I got concussed a couple years ago, I only wrestled, like, I think three matches, and I'm like, I'm taking time off to be with my kid. And my last match uh, before I took a year off was with Judiz um, at SoCal Pro. And I remember we had two – it was a really fun match. I, this is at the time when I was still wearing my pink jacket uh, in the match where I would wrestle with it. And the whole goal of the match, uh, at least from the crowd's point of view, was get that fucking jacket off this guy. Like, this is so obnoxious. That, that hot pink that jacket. That hot pink jacket. It was so obnoxious that people were like, get that goddamn jacket off him. And that would be, like, the goal – they try to take it off during the match and counter somehow and keep going. And I remember at the end of the match, um, we had, I, I, I thought for some reason, I was like, God, I just really think that you should tap me out. Like the way this is going, like when we were calling the match, like, I think you should tap me out. He's like, no, it's cool, man. I'll hit you with this or I'll hit you with that. I'm like, mm, I don't know. Let's do this. So we went with two finishes and it's like, all right, when we get closer to the end, we'll see how the tease goes. And if that goes well, we're going to go with the, the submission finish. And if it doesn't go well, we'll do something else. And um, I remember I wore the jacket the whole match, and the crowd was pissed. And uh, we got down to the end, and it was right after a spot where he tried to take it off, and mm -hmm. I countered and slammed him. And then I got mad <laughs> at the crowd, and I took the jacket off, which pissed the crowd off even more. <laughs> <laughs> and it popped myself because I didn't realize it. I didn't realize I was gonna get that reaction. So it popped me. Anyway, we went we we went it back into you know he countered whatever went into the submission finish. Just like all right, that was like good. That like worked out really well. I was I was surprised that uh, you know that split finish where I'm like we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, I'm surprised it worked out as well as I thought. And it was kind of one of those things where. Um, you know, it wasn't a perfect match. There were certainly things that I would change, but I had a great time in there. And as we got down to the wire, it was like, let's do it, man. Let's go. So that was one I really liked. Otherwise, uh, I hate all of them. <laughs> yeah, but also the funny thing you said is like, you know, we're, on, we're our own worst critics, right. right? So I hate basically like every match after I come out. Like when I come back through the curtains, I'm like, fucking that sucked. Right, shits. yeah, no, for sure. But then you, you know, if, if the match does go, like, say, on YouTube or, or you have video of it, and then you watch it back and you go, it's not, it's that not, wasn't bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. wasn't bad. But when you're in the moment, you think, like, a spot got fucked up right. or something happened, and you go, fuck, this is ruined. And then you rewatch it and you go, oh, it was fine. Well, like, like for example, you and I have a match uh, for, what was it down here? Um the lucha fed baja stars baja stars we have a match for baja stars i don't know if, if it ever ended up online it didn't that it was okay and then at the end i i took a moonsault from you and i hit my hand i'm like god damn it and that ruined it for me i had a moonsault you 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 did a top rope moonsault and i caught you but i came back and i oh, hit my head when i used to do the the right okay yeah, right yeah. and i hit my head and that ruined it for me i'm like god damn it dude like just hitting my head cuz i was i think this was maybe after the maybe it was after the concussion to where i was like really cognizant no, i think that was way before your concussion well then i got hit before because i was really cognizant of hitting my head i just remember mm -hmm. like don't hit your fucking head 
Um, and I took that and that ruined the whole match for me. And then like we had a match at Championship Wrestling from Arizona that I never saw. I had a match. I had a good match with uh, Peter out there that I never saw. One, there's several that I've never seen just because they're on TV that I'm like I don't, I, I don't have the local station to watch it. I had a match with Peter out in Arizona and one out in in uh, uh, at Hollywood as well. That I didn't get to see. I think I had a good match with Martinson, Kevin Martinson in Hollywood. That's online somewhere. My match with Shiggy was dog shit. <laughs> I <laughs> fucking hate. They brought him in for like their big anniversary show. And I think they gave us like legitimately four minutes. And he in the back was like, that's it? Like four minutes? This is a joke, right? And I'm like, no, man, it's TV. <laughs> and he's like, what are we going to do? And I think I just gave him all the offense in the world. Really? I'm like, you just do everything you want. And then I'll, I don't know if it was a roll up or something. But I, I just remember being like, dude, I feel so bad. The guy came from Japan. He did his, what do they call in Japan when they go for their tours? They're like, uh, what do they call it when they go out and they do, like their rum springer? <laughs> but it's like, what do they call that, Adam? Oh, when the young boys get sun out, sent not, out. No, no, not even necessarily young boys, but they go out and it's like, okay, be, you know, it, it, it's a part of their just growing, their growing pain. Like they and send them out to Mexico. They send them out to Mexico. They send them out to the U.S. And he was wrestling out in like Philadelphia and the East Coast and whatnot in Chicago. And they brought him out to Hollywood. And I think he was only here for two matches. And then he did the match, and he's like, four minutes? Like, that's it? Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what if What are you that's... laughing at? I don't know if that's called... I don't know, maybe. What are you laughing at? I I was looking it up, and I put Young Boys okay. <laughs> Wrestling... <laughs> Japan. And sites that you don't want to see come up. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. But no way funny. Excursion. It's called Excursion. Excursion. That's, right. that's excursion. what it's called. I don't know excursion. why that just... He was on an excursion... Yeah. And he came in, and I was so fucking excited to have this match. And then they were just like, oh, yeah, you got, like four minutes bell to bell <laughs> and it was like tv brother do you remember when like tozawa was on an excursion and he was like working like socal pro in like 2007 like he was just going through all the random yeah, san do. diego like yeah. indie feds and then he ended up in pwg that was like his excursion yeah back then. weird i would love to uh yeah Devin and i have wrestled each other twice once at baja stars in san diego and another time out at championship wrestling from arizona and I would, man, I would love to see those matches. I would love to see those, just because I remember the Arizona match being pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I remember it, like getting a good uh, reaction from the people in the back. Um, the Baja Stars was probably okay. I can't remember exactly, but I think it was the same weekend, or like within a month of each other. They're fairly close together. Yeah, but uh, I would. So if uh, Enrique from Baja Stars, if you want to post that match, <laughs> that'd be great. And uh, Dave Marquez, if you want to post that match from Championship Wrestling yeah. from Arizona, that'd be great too. The yeah. Hogsman explode. Um, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap there. it up, dude. Uh, first and foremost, again, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Be safe uh, around your friends and family. Thanks for, for listening to the show for, what, 45 episodes for almost a full year. Thanks for uh, participating online. Keep following us. Keep adding us. Keep keep you know listening to the, the content that we put out. Keep asking questions. Uh, feel free to... Hit us with anything. You guys had some super sick characters of Mike on, was it WWE 2K21 or some shit that was awesome? I think starting episode 50, I'm going to start putting the episodes on YouTube. I just oh, gotta, okay. I cool. got to get a hold of the YouTube. Nice. I'm, I'm at this point, I got to try to figure that out first. But Can we get like a cool set? <laughs> that, that reminds me of, we're talking, Adam, Adam and I are huge fans of The Office. I was telling him I'm rewatching before they pull it off of Netflix. Uh-huh. 
And uh, there was something recently. Uh, my wife and I were watching an episode, and Michael Scott goes, he goes, oh, that reminds me, we have to get YouTube to come in and film it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, that'd be cool to get it up for for on, for on YouTube. I know people, a lot of people listen to their podcasts that way at the office, yeah. plug their headphones in, and just minimize the screen. So, uh, But thanks for everyone who's been listening. I'm, I'm sorry we're in fucking purple tier again. I'm sorry that we weren't able to wrestle this weekend for you in San Diego twice. I don't know when wrestling is going to happen again. Especially I, with the curfew. Especially Even with the curfew. Even if we weren't in Purple Tier, you guys probably wouldn't have been able to wrestle that show because it wouldn't have been over by 10. Yeah, We're, man, as far as I could feel like my, my 2020 career might be over for wrestling. Oh, it's done. Unless it's like done. a random match pops up. But we have what? Less than a month, like a month and a half, not even that. We had some shit scheduled for WrestleMania weekend 2021 that I don't think is happening. Pretty sure it's not happening. Because they're happening. probably not having WrestleMania in LA anymore. No, absolutely not. If they're doing not. it, it's happening in Florida. Uh, I think we're booked January 9th and 10th. I'm not sure. Happy oh, birthday. I don't know what happened. Happy birthday. Uh, I don't know what's happening with that. I would imagine those might be canceled at this point because of the amount of people that are. Because well, we're in that we're town. in that curfew for a month, right? Well, it would be. They said a month. That was it would like be out of ago. curfew, but it's just it one of those things where. Ah uh, well, fuck our lives. All right, uh, man. Indeed. Let's uh, not be thankful. We got listeners that are listening. Hour and a half into the show, what do you get? Say thanks to the fucking people that are supporting the podcast the last year. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You fucking asshole. What? I say, I say thank you all the time. Fuck to him. him. Fuck Mike. Devin's cool, right? Uh, Adam Mer- <laughs> Pro Wrestling Tees uh, slash American Kaiju. <laughs> Buy a Hogs, Hogsman t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, Black Friday's coming up. Oh, there's a Black Friday sale on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. I don't know anything about so it. So go get a Hogsman t-shirt. By the way, this whole time we've been saying we could easily set up a Hogsman store. Are we not doing that? Uh, that's your department okay i started the podcast now you start the the pro wrestling tees thing okay go do that hashtag do the work <sighs> we're just never gonna have adam's that. busy you know taking care of the show editing it all that kind of thanks, stuff thanks adam i'm thankful for adam for i am adam. the social media guy no, you're not. Is that oh, you doing really? this? Oh, really? Mike posted oh, really? a video highlight of himself the other day. I've never seen one of those from you. Oh, Mike, really? you know what? I just saw a post from him today that was like, it was me doing the announcement for him. It was an El Numero Uno highlight video. I'm like, thanks, man. Uh, I got yeah, a question. Did you actually watch the video? Because after that, it was a Mike Camden highlight reel. I got a That's question. That's what I said. I got a question. You said it was just you introduced How many posts? No, it was my intro, and then it was How a many highlight. posts for the podcast have you made on your own? On listen. your And I'm not saying retweeting my listen, shit. Listen. Listen to me, all right? I'm wh- I don't like social media. I'm too busy working on my LinkedIn profile to go. deal with your fucking... There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, maybe I'm the guy the doing the social media stuff for the for okay. the podcast. You you know, you know, you do a hell of a job retweeting it Thank every you. once in a while. Thank you. It's a very tough job on you, my end. You take your fucking little thumb and you, you, <laughs> you hit one little button. Wait, are we going to get it? Do we plan on doing any more interviews? Yeah. I'd like to get uh, Jordan Cruz on the podcast. Okay. Um, I would like to get. He's already been on the podcast, but. Was he? Yeah, he he sat in with uh, Dom one time. No, I want him to do solo. He's been doing a lot of stuff with Future Stars and Primetime Live. All right. Um, I'd like to get him on. I'd like to get the former almost member of the Hogsman back on. I'd like to hear what Hunter's doing. Okay. I'd like to get him on the podcast. He's about to have a kid. I know he is. That's why I want him to fucking talk. Since people last heard from him, he's gotten married, bought a house, and almost had a kid. 
Anything else you want to tell his, about his personal life? On I uh, think he said that. I think we've said that to him. He almost said it on an episode a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But who else? Well, who else can we get on the podcast? I mean, well, that's the thing, man. A lot of people. But we had, you know, like, get him on. We had plans to like kind of venture out, right? Do shows, interview people, you know. But hey, man, fucking COVID nineteen whipped out its fat cock and said, "Hold on, <laughs> you ain't doing that shit." And the wrestling girl got me too once again. Exactly. Um, uh, thank you to uh, Pub Beer. Pub Beer, cheap fun beer. What's up? What's up? Makes ten, ten barrel. barrel brewing. Uh, we no longer say fuck Andy Brown, so we uh, won't say that. Friend Andy Brown. Friend Andy Brown. I hashtag that today. What is that? I friended Andy Brown. All right, that's weird. You know any schools in Orlando he can go to? <laughs> it's called the PC, brother. Uh, that's what Dave said. <laughs> the uh, what else we got? Uh, check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a whole bunch of other platforms. Steel uh, Steel Cage Radio. And Devin, what should they do if they listen to us on a podcast? Or uh, they got to like, subscribe. They got to review. They have to say nice things about my voice, about your voice, I about. Do we have any more reviews or anything? Do we like have any that. reviews? Let's check it Hold out. Hold on, before we go to the final, before we do the finish here, before Mike, we tip the hog. Before we tip the hog, which, by the way, always tip the hog, always, and tip your always waiter. Tip everybody. That's true, especially right Don't now. Don't even get me started. I know, I know. Uh, nope. No new reviews? Nothing, nothing. Get the fuck out of here. Nothing. Review the podcast. We have, we've had WWE superstars on here, and no one's reviewing we the get, podcast. We have? We have, on average... Yeah. Oh, Dom. Dominic Mysterio's on oh, That's right, yeah. We WWE have, on average... God damn you people. He almost won a battle royal. You're so fucking Sunday. lazy. We get a lot of people... On, actually, there's a, there's a lot of people listening to this podcast that we I was surprised at. Hey, promoters, book us. Uh, <laughs> that's a good thing to do. <laughs> And uh, WWE, I see you looking at me on LinkedIn. Feel free to add me, and uh, I'll, I'll work for you in the wrestling ring, too. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a good one, a safe one. And uh, Dev, if they want the tip, what do they got to do? <sighs> they got to take the whole hug. Adios. Adios. <laughs>